This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Improve your health and well-being the natural way with The Medicine Man, next on Plains FM. This is Mike McCowan, the Medicine Man. I'm on um, Plains FM, and it's nice to be back. At the moment, I'm only coming, uh, I think it's once a month now. But, uh, yeah, it's just fun, but I'm so busy at work these days, and there's all sorts of things to do. So, anyway, we're going to be talking about what I call the, just for the sake of uh, sake of it, we're going to call it the Three Musketeers. And they're three herbs that are incredible medicines, and they're also really good for the garden. So, um, just uh, we'll we'll have a little bit of a break so you can get your thoughts together and maybe collect somebody that might want to listen, and I'll be back with you soon. So let's get back to um, let's get back to the garden. So on that vein, let's hear good old Joni Mitchell and let's hear Woodstock again, just because I'm an old hippie. <laughs> Can I walk beside you? I have 
by the time we got to Woodstock, we were half a million strong and everywhere there was song in a celebration. And I dreamed, I saw the bombers riding shotgun in the sky and they would turn. Again, it's Mike McCammon, Medicine Man. So we're going to talk about uh, three of my favourite herbs because there's hundreds of wonderful herbs. But I want to sort of keep things practical now. Um, so if you're a gardener, um, this is some good information. And the ones that don't know about these three herbs, they're really worth knowing about. So my first herb that's great for the garden is comfrey. Some Phytum officinalis was um, the one that a lot of people read about. But the one that we see here in New Zealand a lot is um, Symphytum uplandica, I think it is, which is a, a hybrid of comfrey. Now, the leaf looks, um, it's sort of furry. It looks like a lung, looks like lung tissue. And interestingly enough, it's really good for lungs. You've got to be careful how much you have, though, because it's got an alkaloid in it that can be quite toxic. But that's not really what I use comfrey for. I use it in the garden. It's absolutely astonishing in the garden. Even Prince Charlie will tell you how cool it is because he's right into comfrey. I mean, he is the comfrey man because he's a permaculture gardener. So all those uh, gardeners out there that are into permaculture, you don't need to listen to this part of my talk because you know all about comfrey. If you don't know about comfrey, you're not a permaculture gardener now. Permaculture is a way of growing plants that kind of uh, like each other and you need minimum maintenance. It's using nature in all its glory to support the growth of um, abundance in your garden. So it's an incredible thing to learn if you want to learn about um, how to do the best garden ever. But for us ordinary gardeners, uh, comfrey is still a magnificent plant to put in your garden. Don't put it in um, with other um, with your veggie garden because it can take over, although I found my comfrey is very easily manageable. So uh, in the corner of every one of my raised beds, I do have a comfrey plant. But uh, it can get um, up to a metre tall, by the way. But anyway, the um, the leaf is just this extraordinary plant for mulching. Um, 
it's it's loaded with nutrients, loaded with nitrogen. If you don't have sort of chickens, it's a fantastic thing to have in the garden. One of the best things to do with comfrey, and I have said this before, but I'd, I'd like to mention this again, that if you put get a great big 44-gallon drum and you put a third of it with comfrey leaf and a third of it with horse poo or cow poo and a third of it with seaweed and top it up with water and just let it sit there and brew. The longer the better, but you can actually use it within a few weeks, really. But I like to leave it for a whole year to brew up and you bucket that onto your garden and the plants just absolutely go silly because it's got everything you need. You've got the trace minerals from the seaweed. So you've got the selenium, you've got that iodine in there, and then of course you've got all the nitrogen from the, um, you know, from the poo and the um, and the comfrey. But comfrey has this uh, remarkable um, chemical called allantoin, which is a cell proliferant, so it makes everything grow. And um, so just think about this: if you want the best potato crop you've ever 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 had, you um, dig your trench and you lay the bottom of the trench with your comfrey leaf. And then you put your seed potatoes on top of that and then mound it all up and then put your mulch, your hay on top of it and just forget about it. Just go away until they come back when the, when your potatoes start to, to grow. And as soon as the potatoes flower, water the heck out of it. That's the trick with potatoes. You make sure that's the time when you really, really water it as soon as they flower. And then when you dig them up, the most amazing potatoes you'll see, they'll be clean because the comfrey leaf has been around them and there's no dirt sticking to the potatoes. So most of the job of washing them, you know, or at least 90% of the washing is already done for you. So you've got these beautiful clean potatoes, but they're so delicious and huge. So that's one of the many, many ways to use um, to use comfrey. Also, just put it in your compost heap and it activates the compost. It's so versatile. Um so they, they, the, the comfrey cuttings make really good bioactivators in your compost bin. So um, if you've got large amounts of, say, dried brown materials, such as falling leaves and things like that, laying it with comfrey cuttings is an efficient way to balance out the carbon to nitrogen ratio. So you can jumpstart your, decom- your um, decomposition in the compost. So, you know, if you want to give your compost pile an immediate kick into high gear, you know, just collect your comfrey leaves and crush them. Um, I like to use garden scissors, though, to cut them up, you know, roughly, or I just tear them in my hands and mix them with the compost, and you'd be amazed what happens. Um, but anyway, so that's that's comfrey as the garden thing, but uh, what's amazing about the comfrey leaf itself is it's an incredible healing thing for, for skin tissue, for epidermal tissue. So if you've got a wound, um, but particularly for burns and ulcers, comfrey's very, very healing externally. So as a herbalist, I only use comfrey externally, and that's the thing, the safest way to do it. We can use comfrey internally, but that's um, something I do on very rare occasions in very small amounts. So don't even go there for the moment, unless you know what you're really doing. But um, comfrey, if you blend comfrey with um, equal parts of honey and wheat germ oil in a blender and get a kind of a thick paste for that, uh, it can heal even the worst leg ulcers. And I've done this on many occasions, including serious burns. Uh, So the comfrey medicine is rather extraordinary. Uh, If anyone wants to know more about that, they can always give me a call on, um, uh, well, uh, 033321786, and I can send them some information or just email me at office at nzherbal.com or go to my website, um, www.nzherbal.com. Now, my next favourite herb for health and healing 
is calendula marigold. Now, um, we can call them pot marigold, but they're not the marigold you buy from the garden centres. This is a calendula marigold. It's quite a different plant. Uh, a lot of people consider it a bit of a pest and can't wait to rip it out because once you've got it in the garden, it always comes up the next year. So it's an annual, but um, it's a wonderful plant that it tends to attract the right insects that are predators that will eat your slugs and you know your aphids and things like that. So having calendula in the garden, um, yeah, it's a good pollinator as well. But the wonderful thing, or and the wonderful thing about the calendula, if you've cut yourself a fairly you know reasonably serious cut, you get the leaf of the calendula and just crush it with your hands or rub it in your hands and just get it a little bit sort of juicy and apply it straight to the cut. It's just the healing power of it is absolutely phenomenal. Um, the, the Probably the most medicinal part, though, of the calendula, marigold, is the flower, the, the petals and the flower head. And a good way to do that is to, to pluck the flower heads and dry them uh, slowly, dry them slowly. You can put them on some cloth on, uh, yeah, well, how would you do it? You'd put it, I've got special dryers, you see I use a Harvest Made dryer, but you can actually put them in paper bags or you can put them in a mesh cloth in a bag and hang them up in the shed somewhere. They don't get direct sun, but they get the warmth that so they'll dry. And those um, flower heads are incredibly healing, even for uh, ulceration, uh, inflammation in the gut, because it's a it's a anti-inflammatory properties. Uh, they will heal all tissue it comes in contact with. So it's one of those very, very handy herbs to have in the garden. That's a calendula marigold. Topically, calendula addresses you know a very large number of skin complaints. You know that includes rashes, stings, wounds, burns, abrasions, swellings. You know eczema, acne. Uh, it's great for insect bites too. Just apply it, and, and the, I find the leaf perfectly okay. Scrapes, bruises. Um, calendula made into a tincture has been really good for chicken pox um, too. For uh, anything that's hot and burny. Uh, cold sores, you can apply it to cold sores either as an ointment or as a tincture or you can actually use the fresh plant. Um, it's great for even um, nappy rash, you know. Uh, also if you get cracked nipples for when you're breastfeeding um, and uh, even post-perineal tears that uh, a calendula ointment can heal that up. So uh, I keep calendula in my garden if ever I need it, but I've also got it in a, in a tincture form. And it's so easy to make calendula tincture, and I'll show you how to do it right now. You just get some vodka, which is a very clean alcohol, and you get your calendula flowers and the leaf. I use the, the leaf and the flowers and stack a, um, a loosely into a great big jam jar and top it up with vodka. And every day you pick it up, of course you put the lid on it, seal it, Every day you approach it and you pick it up and you rock it like a little baby in your arms, like a little baby that's putting all the love into it. You see, like putting love into plants, you know. Now, now some people, a little bit brutal, will just shake the thing and stick it back on the shelf. But I like to rock it like a baby. I think that does make a difference. Who knows, but it's a nice thing to do anyway. So every day you just rock that little that mixture and in about, um, well, it's good to leave it for about three months. Some people might be a little bit sooner or later. But I like to leave things for three months. I like to start on the new moon and uh, filter it out on the full moon. Uh, I, whether it makes a difference or not, it's hard to say, but people do tell me that my calendula works a treat and I've never been disappointed with its action. So you filter that out and then you've got pure calendula tincture. Now, uh, a jam jar is worth, um, what is that, half a litre or a litre? Well, that will last you ages. 
ages and the, you use that for any little first aidy thing around the house anything cuts scratches blisters bruises you know um, abrasions like I said um, it's absolutely fantastic but it's also a wonderful antiseptic when you're actually um, taking care of wounds when you're dressing wounds uh, always have a tincture of calendula around um, and I'm, I just have no idea why they don't use it in hospitals or in the yeah, well, well, it's not widely available. But anyway, you can make it yourself. And uh, the cost is only the cost of the good Russian vodka. Isn't that wonderful? You can do that with a lot of plants. So calendula is also a great healing relief as a poultice or compress for the for the, uh, for the the leaf. So, so um, you know, these are topical preparations, you know, they're traditionally used to relieve pain, infection and swelling. So um, I have used it on chicken pox. I've made um, poultices of it and applied it with other herbs too. With, with chicken pox, I also use St. John's wort. So, you know, but that gets a little bit more detailed. But um, calendula as a poultice is absolutely fantastic. So um, we'll move on to the next one. Um, we'll halt for a little bit, give you a bit of a breather to take that in. And in the meantime, hear this little ditty from my friend Pamia's. Kindly don't impede my concentration. I am sitting in the garden thinking thoughts of propagation, of sowing and of nurturing the fruits my work will bear and the place won't know what's hit it once I get up from my chair. <laughs> I'm at the planning stages now, if you should need to ask, and if I'm looking weary, it's the rigours of the task. Well, the creation of a garden is a strain, as you can guess. So if my eyes should close, it isn't sleep, of course. It's stress. <laughs> oh, the mower I will cherish and the tools I will oil. The dark, nutritious compost I will stroke into the soil. My sacrifice, devotion and heroic aftercare will leave you green with envy. Once I get up from my chair. <laughs> I've got lots of leeks to dibble and my runner beans to stake and I want everything hung up, the garden hoe, the garden rake. I'll disinfect the greenhouse when I've finished in the shed. Then, beside my faded roses, I will snip off every head. I will excavate the bindweed, treat the moss upon the lawn. That hairy, bitter cress will curse the day that it was born. I will rise against the foe, and in the fight we will be matched. And the cabbage caterpillars, they will curse the day they hatched. <laughs> oh, the branches I will layer, and the cuttings I will take. Let other fellas dig a pond. I shall dig a lake. <laughs> My garden, what a showpiece. There'll be pilgrims come to stare. And I'll bow and take the credit. Wasn't that nice? Don't you love Pamias? Anyway, um, last but not least today, let's just call these herbs the three musketeers because they're really, really useful herbs. Uh, Last but not least for today is cayenne pepper, chilli peppers. And these are all things, of course, you can grow right here in Canterbury. The chilli pepper has got an enormous um, benefit. For the garden, you can um, actually make chilli pepper or cayenne tincture. You can actually spray it on, 
on your plants to get rid of aphids or you can just get the cayenne pepper itself and sprinkle it around the plants because aphids and little chewy things with soft bodies really don't like cayenne because you imagine getting cayenne pepper rubbed into your eyes well they're all soft and juicy and so cayenne pepper can be also be added to a mixture with um if you're doing your rhubarb leaves so some people put rhubarb leaves and and boil them up along with a bit of um, lux liquid um, and spray that for for aphids but if you put your cayenne pepper in there as well you could you know per liter you could put a tablespoon of cayenne pepper powder um, but I'm suggesting that you get your cayenne pepper or your chili peppers grown in the garden, those little hot jalapeno ones, I think they're called, are quite nice. The, the hotter, the more medicinal. So they've got this chemical called, called capsaicum, which is actually a natural painkiller, surprisingly enough. So if you do happen to take cayenne pepper and eat some really hot jalapeno peppers or cayenne chili peppers, it's, it's, it's damn hot, but it's actually just the sensation of heat. It actually doesn't heat you up at all, really. It's just the sensation of heat. But cayenne pepper medicinally is, apart from being useful for the garden and relatively easy to grow, like the other two, comfrey and calendula, cayenne pepper is one of the most versatile medicines on earth. So now you need to take this very slowly, but you start with just having a little bit of cayenne uh, if it's fresh, you just take a little bit of a nip here and add it to your salads, but very, very slowly. Or if you're taking it in powder, you start with perhaps an eighth or if a quarter of a teaspoon in a glass of water. You could put it in um, in tomato juice because then you've got all those leukopenes, those anti-cancer properties, you know, and it's easier to take in tomato juice, strangely enough. And it was, um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a fantastic medicine, I won't say it was. Um, but if you're slow to get used to it, take up to half a teaspoon after a while. And I got to a whole teaspoon at one stage. And the thing about cayenne pepper, it equalizes the circulation. So it will work for high blood pressure and for low blood pressure. That means if your blood pressure is low, cayenne pepper will bring it up. And if it's too high, it will bring it down. Isn't that incredible? So this is what we call um, being an adaptogen. It adapts the body. But using cayenne pepper is like putting pipe cleaners in your arteries and cleaning your arteries. So it can it increase the pulse, right? Um, but it's an incredible beneficial um, herb for heart conditions and uh, cholesterol. Um, and apart from that, it certainly wakes you up when you use a little bit of cayenne pepper. So it has antibiotic, uh, antiseptic properties as well, but it's one of those powerful things. I think it's extremely high in vitamin C. And you can make a tincture of cayenne pepper, of course, too. Uh, I did have at one stage a chap had a heart attack on my, uh, on my um, examination table at one stage. Because as you know, I'm a medical herbalist and... Um, what I did was, at that particular stage, this is over 30 years ago, I administered cayenne pepper to him. He came round within the count of 10, and that's what my teacher, Dr. Christopher, said would happen. Colour came back on his face, and he was fine. So um, now I'm not suggesting, I'm not pretending to be a doctor here, and I'm not suggesting that you just sort of throw away your medications, right? Please don't get me wrong. Don't take me out of context. But I am saying that if you're like the one in four Kiwis that can suffer from heart attacks, you know, that's quite a high high rate, isn't it, in this country? Um, and if you start using cayenne pepper in your diet and um, remember food is your medicine and read all you can about cayenne pepper or again, if you just want to email me at uh, office at nzherbal.com um, then I can, or, or Michael at nzherbal.com, you could do that, get straight to me, and I can send you some articles here and there about um, about chili peppers, cayenne pepper, and almost anything you want, depending on how busy the day is. 
right? Uh, on time. So those three herbs I want to reiterate are very, very handy. And if they're the only three herbs you've got, you've got hundreds of medical conditions that you can treat just with three herbs. And it's a bit like the ukulele, you know, with three chords on the ukulele, you can play over a hundred songs. Maybe some people play several hundred songs, maybe a thousand songs with three chords, you know, C, F and G. So we have calendula, comfrey and chili peppers, the three C's, the three um, musketeers. So getting back to the garden is my message because getting back to the garden is getting back to the roots and getting back to the roots is getting back to your own responsibility for your own health. And that is really the key of all these talks. It's, um, you know, we can't really wait for the saviour to come along and rescue you. We've got to have some responsibility. And the most amazing thing about herbal remedies, you can have your own uh, herbal remedy um, pharmacy in your backyard called the garden. So let's get back to the garden. Lovely to talk to you and we'll look forward to catching up next month. Bye-bye. Mike McCammon on Plains FM. I'm the I'm medicine man. And uh, if you want to know more, it's uh, my website is nzherbal.com. New Zealand Herbals. Catch up.